Hey there, this is Unburdened by Hope, the podcast that helps you harness your possibility and fuel your purpose. I'm your host, Erin Cummings. Here, we're breaking free from the chains of hope and unlocking the power of inspiration within. Get ready to ignite your soul because we're diving deep into the art of letting go, embracing the unknown, and creating a life unburdened by the limitations of hope. Together, we'll uncover the secrets to finding purpose, fueling our passions, and crafting a vibrant existence that sets our hearts on fire. So, are you ready to burn down what's no longer serving you and step into a life driven by possibility? Let's dive in, my friends, and unleash our boundless potential. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another week of Unburdened by Hope by me, Erin Cummings. This is the last week of January. I, um, wow, it's like totally flown by. I'm hoping you're enjoying this month's podcast theme. Don't forget, I've also kicked off the Yes Entrepreneurial Mindset newsletter. If you are an entrepreneur, a go-getter, someone who needs a little accountability and what I'm calling a reality inventory check-in, you should subscribe to the newsletter. I can add it to the link in the show notes for you. Let me know how your month's going. So this is the time that many people have already like (laughs) given up on their goals, New Year's resolutions. There's been tons of studies and research done saying that like by the end of January and beginning of February, like the majority of people that have created goals or intentions uh, for the new year have already completely abandoned them. And honestly, like, I think it's okay to abandon a intention or goal if it's truly not working for your life, or if you set up a goal or intention that literally is impossible for you to complete. So I really wanted to do less social media this month. And I knew that going totally cold turkey was not something that I could actually accomplish goal wise. But I do know that I can like, do better about tracking my time. And so this month, I have focused on no social media for that first hour of the day, which has, I don't know, it's like been super nice. I tend to get lost in the scrolling as literally everyone else does. I'm sure you know this uh, yourself. It's such a time suck and you end up coming up for air and you're like, oh my God, it's 35 minutes later what have I done? And so mornings have definitely been a lot smoother, especially for that. So that's been very helpful. This week is all about like (laughs) how to be successful and have a full plate. When I figure it out, I'll let you know. (laughs) Um, But seriously, I think it's a lot about like how to feel like you're successful or how to create success and fitting all of your shit in. So many people ask me, they're like, hey, Erin, what are you up to? And I'll tell them or I'll tell them, you know, especially with like the master's program, the graduate program that I'm doing, everyone's first response to that is like this. It's honestly very jarring for me to see their face because they, if I tell someone that doesn't know that I'm like in this master's program, they have this like look of shock on their face. And then they always follow that like look of shock up with, when do you sleep? And the answer to that is I sleep just fine. I usually go to bed around 1030, 11 o'clock, and then I wake up at like six o'clock. I sleep great unless there's like a storm or something. What's not great is 
all of the tasks and all the things that I really want to work on only get a little bit of love. And so for me, a lot of these tasks take a lot longer or I have to delegate and pass them off to someone else. So that really brings me to the problem isn't that I'm doing too much. A lot of the times where the focus needs to shift is like, what are you willing to spend your time on? And what are you willing to spend your money on? If you have the extra cash, you can always, you know, outsource, hire, blah, blah, blah. But if you don't have the ability to outsource cash-wise, then you have to put your time in. And there's only so much time in the day. And so it's going back to that discussion about the 5 a.m. club and actually scheduling your priorities and not prioritizing your schedule and really focusing on the things that actually need to get accomplished. Because I think for many of us who are like the operations managers of our household and our entire life, keeping track of everything is exhausting and doing everything is exhausting, especially those like things that you don't actually want to do. And so your time is like very valuable and very important and realizing you know, like which one you'd rather use or what can you use best and what are systems and habits you can put into place that like create a bigger impact for your time or your money. Because there is so much shit going on and because I live and die by my Google calendar and because I am the operations manager of my household. And listen, my husband is very awesome and obviously I can complain all day long about him and he can do the same for me. But we do have like a really good household working relationship. However, there are still, you know, those like stereotypes and there are still those like big systematic and systemic things that, you know, come up in our relationship. And it's not that we haven't quote unquote dealt with it. It's just like, sometimes those things don't come up and then you don't, when they do come up, you don't realize that it's like a systemic problem until you actually realize it and deal with it. So for instance, I'm not going to lie. I had a totally like major mom fail moment. And I think that's the other thing with this conversation is like, if you have a lot of shit going on, you have to realize that like, anything is possible, including forgetting things or messing up or failing. And you have to be open to all of this, just like you have to be open to being successful and to create solutions to problems. Uh, You have to realize there's a problem. (laughs) My, because my kids go to two different schools, they're technically in like two different school districts, kind of. So that means they have two completely different school calendars, school events. They have totally different like holiday dress up days on different days, different occasions. It's very logistically a nightmare, like nightmare life. And I did this to myself. Like my husband and I did this to ourselves. We wanted one kid to go to one school. We wanted one kid to go to another school. Here we are. And lots of parents do this, right? And I know that like very lucky to have a partner and 
help out and all this stuff. I, at the beginning of the year, just like I did with my own school schedule, I put all of their, my kids' information into my Google Calendar because my Google Calendar is ride or die. Like if it's not on my calendar, it doesn't exist. And if it is on my calendar, like we're showing up to the meeting. So I put everything in at the beginning of the year. And then in like back, like in October, one of the kids' schools did a mid-year calendar update and changed a bunch of like the in-service, days off, days to come back from holidays, all of that totally changed. And so I went through and like updated everything. What I didn't realize is there was one day that I missed And when I have that particular calendar, I have bookmarked in my, my virtual assistant literally has saved my life because she has implemented like an amazing, very organized project management software for me too. So in that, it's like all my tasks for the day. It has my calendar, um, things that are coming up, things of importance, what to look for, look to. She's built all this for me. And I'm like, shout out to her. She is... (laughs) amazing. So I have that like saved and bookmarked for to reference if I need to reference their holidays. Well, I didn't realize it was the original one that I bookmarked because it says, and also, you know, I'm going to be a victim and just throw the bone over there and say that like, they also should take this off of their website because if I can still get to it, that means it's still live on their website and shame on them, honestly. So end of holiday break rolls around. My husband, my kid were outside playing. Neighbors come over, play with our kids are playing. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. School tomorrow, which means Monday. And, you know, my husband and kid were like laughing, like, ha ha ha. No school Monday. Sure, sure, sure. Whatever. They come in. Both of them are like, yeah, neighbor says we start on Monday. And I'm like, no, website, you know, says Tuesday. So I, and we've been talking about this because since my kids both start on different days, like we have to do a lot of talking about like, so-and-so kids start school here. So-and-so kids start school here. You can't be mad. One is this and one is that, da-da-da, lots of conversations. So Monday rolls around. You take one kid. I'm like, all right, come home. I've literally scheduled a whole bunch of stuff on Tuesday. Like, okay, both kids back to school. Let's time to schedule meetings, get stuff going again. It's the circle back era, right? So I drop a kid off, come back home, and notice there's like a slew of emails, right? From all of the parent classroom, whatever's. I had gotten an email from my kid's teacher over the weekend, but like, I honestly read no emails from my kid's teachers unless it's like very important. And usually they have figured out if that's the case, the teacher will just directly communicate with me instead of like sending out a mass email. So I sit down on my computer and I like pull up all my stuff for the day. Like, okay, what do I need to do? Like, what do I need to have by the end of the week? Because my husband and I were going out of town. And so I needed to make sure that like everything's in order. So I like pull up an email from the teacher and it's like, see you on Monday. And I'm like, oh shit. (laughs) And then my husband works with a bunch of people because 
where we live and where my husband's office is, there are quite a few people from his office whose kids also go to the same schools as us. So I call him and I'm like, you need to ask them if like all of their wives like took their kids to school today. And so I get this. He's like, there's, I hear this pause. And then I just hear this laughing and he's like, uh, yeah, they're all in school. And I'm like, holy shit. Uh, this isn't good. So I like close my computer. I run upstairs. I'm like telling me, I'm like, oh my God, I am so sorry. Like I messed up the days. Like you have to go to school. So the kid that I messed up was my daughter and she's very particular and she likes organized. I mean, both kids are very organized and they like things to be definitely a set way. But she was like, I have my outfit for school already for Tuesday, like ready to go. She also has to be at school at 7.30 in the morning, like bell rings. It's right now where when I'm like, it, this part of the story is like, I don't know, 8.10. And so I'm like, and she has changed because she was just, you know, she gets up and gets ready for the day. Like that's her personality. So she like... I tell her, I'm like, you know, I'm very apologetic. I'm like, I'm really sorry. I messed up. I'm, you know, I, the school's supposed to be today. Like, the neighbors were right. All this stuff. And she's like, well, ugh, I don't even have my school outfit on. I was going to wear that tomorrow. And I was like, oh, well, since you already have it picked out, like, if you want to change, feel free to change your clothes. I need to make you lunch. Like, we need to get ourselves all together. So I'm just like, in a panic myself because I I feel like a total failure of a mom because I messed up what day they're supposed to be going to school. And I'm just like feeling chaotic and full of anxiety and just like beating myself up about this. And luckily my daughter was like very chill, like it's okay. No big deal. We'll figure it out. And I tried to be really calm with her. I'm trying not to pass on my anxiety-filled life to my children. She gets all ready and we finally like go to drop her off. And of course, I have also forgotten her like water bottle. So I have to drop her off, go back home, get the water bottle, bring it back up to the school. But I had this moment of like, oh my God, like total grace moment for myself because I had dropped her off. And I mean, I was like, I told her, I was like, you're telling everyone you had a dentist appointment. Like, I don't care what they say. Like, we're not going to put in a tardy. <laughs> like, you had a dentist appointment. Like, we're going to pretend like mom didn't totally fuck this up. And, you know, whatever. We had walked into the school and like, thank God, clearly it wasn't just us. Like, I think she was kid number like 25 on the list of tardies for the day, <laughs> for the morning after she was dropped off like two hours later. Yeah. And then, you know, of course I had to go back at her water, bring it back to her. And then it, it ended up working out because I used the rest of the day to catch up on some like personal and work computer stuff that I wasn't expecting to do. So it ended up working out. But all of that to say is like having so much shit on your plate, like asking to eat and then filling your plate up, deciding, do I finish this plate or do I leave some stuff or you can't really put it back? Like, you know, you're at a buffet. You can't just like put some mashed potatoes on your plate and then scoop that shit back up and put it back in the bin. Like, that's disgusting. Like you asked to eat, like this is your plate. You have to deal with it. The other big thing too, I think, for me is the question of when is my enough point 
And that's something I'm still really dealing with and working through because, you know, it's the end of January and moving into February is definitely a very troubling month for me. So February is when my dad's motorcycle accident happened in 2019. And I have like diagnosed PTSD from that situation and um, which also brings up a lot of other just like crap. And I think that's the other thing is because I have PTSD and because I have anxiety, there is a lot of stuff where if you're choosing between time and money, sometimes for me, the time can be very chaotic and sometimes it's easier for me to pass something off and just have someone else do it, even though it's something I want to do. But because my brain can't like handle the situation in the moment, you know, it, it's like you have to decide what is your like enough point. And I think that's honestly like, even if you don't have PTSD, I think deciding what that point could be financially, time-wise, Like you're investing in yourself when you're creating these like self-awareness and when you're creating goals, it's truly about investing in yourself. And so I think having that moment of like, what is my enough point? What is my break even point for this? Like, where do I really, my goal is to go here, but then you also have to decide like you don't want to dig a hole all the way down because you're trying to get to the top. Like at some point it becomes a discrepancy. I think a lot of people that are like me and maybe like you, if we are the true operations managers of our house and we're juggling all these problems and, you know, what's interesting is like, I didn't ask my husband, so I can't really speak for him, but I really doubt that he had any moments of like, quote unquote, dad guilt because his kid was late for school that day. You know, it all felt like it was really on me. And that's nothing against him. That's like a very societal thing. I always find that to be very interesting because that's how I feel. And I put it on me and I know that that's a way I sabotage myself. I also need to realize like, okay, what is my breaking point for all of this? And, you know, what's an even bigger story here is like when you have all this shit on your full plate and you're trying to deal with all of it, you know, if you have a mental health disorder, just like I do, you really even more so need to realize like, how do I feel full? You know, when do I stop eating? When do I stop gorging myself on this plate that I've given myself too much of? And I think, um, you know, for me, with the PTSD. I mean, it's like now I was running a business. I was the primary caregiver for my dad when he was in the hospital. I was making all the medical and financial decisions. You know, I was working on his like estate. I was, um, you know, in charge of everything. And then also trying to take care of my kids and the business and my life all at the same time. And I think my daughter was like really only like 18 months, two months old. Uh, Maybe she was like, Let's see. She would have been, yeah, about two, two and a half, I guess, um, when that happened, maybe two. And, you know, it was a lot like having a really little and then like trying to figure all of this out. And, you know, lucky for us, like people had come together to help us because we were obviously in a in crisis. But what I had realized was I was having like all of these mental breakdowns, which at the time, I look back and I don't even know if I 
because it was a true PTSD diagnosis, sometimes you don't realize when you're in those moments, like because you're so checked out of reality, like you don't realize when those moments are happening. You have to have the awareness to get yourself out. So it's kind of like, if you don't know, you don't know. But I had finally realized like something was wrong. And even my husband was, you know, (laughs) probably scared, but very helpful about a lot of it because I would have these like massive breakdowns and I would be like very triggered by like physical things or emotional things. And I would just like cry in a hallway or like do all of this stuff. And it's like, okay, I've clearly hit some sort of emotional, like enough point in that it doesn't matter how much time or how much money I spend, I max the fuck out, you know? And I think that's the thing that when you have a full plate, you have to know what your true, like maxed out moment is. And you have to also with all of that, like you can have a moment when you're like, oh, I'm clearly maxed out. But then it's like, you can't treat it like a credit card. And it's like, we're going over the limit. There's just a small fee. No, it's like no more, no more charges for time or for money. Like you're done. Take a pause, do something else, move on. You have to figure out a new solution to this problem. And, you know, I think because our lives work in such seasons, really understanding when you can put some of that stuff on pause and understanding that sometimes different seasons bring more full plates than others. You know, like obviously the beginning of school year is a huge, full, impactful plate for everyone because you're dealing with schedules and kids and all new things and school shopping and, you know, new morning routines and all that kind of stuff. Whereas summer, maybe less so. It's like, your kids don't have to be at school and you're you're not punished as your parent for not getting your kid to school on time, right? And you have a little bit potentially more flexibility with a daycare or nanny or whatever it may be. But I think this week, like you can't just hope because you asked for a full plate, that means you'll be successful. Like you can't just hope and say like, I'm hungry. I've asked for all this stuff. Now I have a full plate. You can't actually hope that that's going to fill you up either. It's really about like making sure that you're investing your time and your money on things that are truly, can truly impact you in a positive way. And then understanding where your enough point is for all of it. Like when are you actually full or when do you realize like, oh shit, I actually don't like any of this food I'm eating. (laughs) I mean, that's the other thing. Um, I hope this maybe resonated with you. I think this is such an interesting concept that I am always working on and always struggling with because I am someone who likes to do a lot and I'm always told I need to take something off of my plate and I just keep packing shit on. And it's interesting to me to visualize it in this kind of way. I think I'm doing better about delegating and about, you know, really focusing my time on things that I like doing and things that I find challenging or don't want to do. I've started to pass off. I've talked about this in lots of other podcasts about like 
asking for help where you need it and, you know, time value money for you personally. Like if you're working a full-time job and you don't have time to go to the grocery store, like get curbside or use an app for grocery delivery or, you know, whatever. And I think making sure that if you dread being in the grocery store, like what's your emotional breaking point? Like, did you hit that? And if so, what's the next step? What's the next step? And then after all of that, you have to be like, do it. (laughs) I think that's the other thing is like, you can't just talk a big talk. You have to actually do what you say you're going to do when it comes to your breaking point, because otherwise it was all for nothing. Let me know if this resonated with you. I'm curious to see uh, what y'all think. Uh, So if you're going to work on an intention for the week, I think it would be potentially around if the word investment is too businessy. You know, I think it really is about, you know, your focus and your attention and where you're putting your attention during your day and at work and at home. I think it's ridiculous that people think you're not allowed to do it. Um, I think everyone needs those moments in their life. But I think that this week, like really focus on where you're tuning in and where you're putting your attention and where you're spending your time and your your money on creating an impactful life and creating systems that actually work for you and your house. I think that's really important. And then uh, start to notice your breaking points or start to notice the bubbling over and see if um, that can start to spark any change in your life too. Uh, I hope you found this podcast really helpful. Don't forget, if you haven't already, please go back and listen to the guest episode with Brandy. Uh, It was so awesome. If you're into fashion, styling, entrepreneurship, that is the episode for you. Um, We have another guest episode coming up in February. If there is a guest that you think would be awesome for this podcast, please forward their name to me. You can send me a DM on Instagram at Aaron Runs an Empire, or you can email me at info at AaronCCummings.com. Stay courageous, capable, and strong, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. Thanks for listening to Unburdened by Hope. Go to your favorite podcast app, hit that subscribe button, and leave us a review. If you've got something out of our show, I'd love to hear from you. Send me your favorite takeaway or any questions you may have to info at AaronCCummings.com. You may even just hear the answer in a future episode. Remember, you are courageous, you are capable, you are strong. It's up to you to create what's possible. 